So today is the feast day of St. Thomas More, who, if you don't know who he is, I'm going to tell you, but he has a lot of wisdom in his spirituality, so like I'd love to teach a small class on him. So if you don't know what, who he was, he was a lawyer in England during the reign of King Henry VIII, and um, when he was in law school, his law school was next to this um, Carthusian, yeah, it was Carthusian. Carthusian monastery that he started to go there and he would celebrate um, uh, 10 mass there uh, and he picked up their prayer life and prayer was kind of the center of his life like he'd say you know my life changed because I learned to pray every day every morning every evening he was devoted to the Eucharist and he said that prayer life changed my life so great he was a incredibly successful lawyer, but also he had this deep prayer life, uh, and not just devotion to the Eucharist and a prayer life, but um, he was enormously successful. But during one plague, um, it's kind of this famine, um, he fed a hundred people per day through his own house. So incredible. Um, he had a lot to say about children and marriage, where, I know this sounds kind of strange, he said, um, about like marriage. You can't control your spouse. He was married to this woman named Alice who she loved and said, I'm looking at the McGonagall's. You can't control your spouse. Um, all you can do is, in his words, well, my words, work on your own faults. Because whatever faults you have, you're gonna visit upon your wife or husband. Um, don't try and control them. Learn to control yourself so that your marriage becomes better. Or children. He said, you can't control your children. You can't make your children moral. What you can give them is an example of goodness and morality. That maybe later in life, that'll become their anchor. Like, I just think he has a lot of wisdom there. Um, and just the idea of not trying to control other people. Uh, what he's noted for is he's a very successful lawyer. Um, put in as a chancellor of England, and then Henry VIII, because he actually wants to get rid of his wife, Henry VIII declares himself not just king of England, but also the pope of England. And um, like we just had the coronation of uh, King Charles, but a lot of people forget he's technically the pope of the Episcopalian church. Um, so, um, King Henry wants everybody to make a vow that he is the true Pope of England. And shockingly, most people went along with it. Most people went along with it. John Fisher, today's bishop, uh, Thomas More wouldn't sign the pledge. And Thomas More, he's put in the Tower of London, he's tortured, they take all his property. Um, and the amazing part is he just refuses, but he's a lawyer. So he's gonna use his intellect to try and get out of it. And he does a good job of this cat and mouse game until finally uh, they kept cornering him and he just refused to say that the king was the rightful pope. And so he gets executed. But this is the amazing part. Um, and this is part of his spirituality is two things. One, his great humor. That through it all, he just laughed everything out. I'm sorry, if you torture me, you're not going to get laughter out of me. Um, he was just laughed. And the other thing is, 
he believed, yes, his life was blessed with a lot of comfort and wealth, but he said the best blessing in life is actually adversity. Great theology there. Um, and he offered up his sufferings because even his family abandoned him, and so many Catholics abandoned him. And his concern was he didn't want anybody to end up in hell. Uh, and so with all his suffering, he offered it up for his tormentors and the lost that just prayed that they would be united in heaven. And so like the, the gospel reading, just by accident, so fits him because the apostles are asking about prayer. Uh, and then Jesus, after the Lord's Prayer, the Lord's Prayer has seven petitions in it. And one of the petitions is not just that we forgive are forgiven, that we become generous in forgiving other people. And so after that, Jesus gives a little teaching on forgiveness. Well, Thomas More, you could torture him, take all his property, kill him, and he still is generous in forgiveness. Um, great example of that. And even the first reading, I kind of thought, oh, so perfect for Thomas More. Because, say, let me explain the first reading. The first reading, St. Paul, he goes and starts his church in Corinth, the Catholic church, but starts church there. Um, he's um, given permission from the, not uh, authority, from the apostles. And he has a letter to prove that he's from the apostles. He starts his church. And then after he leaves, these super religious, as he likes to call them, the super religious come and they say, oh no, for you to be truly Catholic. And they start to add all this other stuff of prim and proper and rules. And St. Paul writes and says, you know, somebody's coming preaching a, a different Jesus, a different gospel. Um, and why I like that, you say, what does that have to do with Thomas More? Because this odd thing, Thomas More was shocked about how many Catholics just said, oh, sure, you're the Pope of England. Um, and the odd part about that is that after that, um, Episcopalians, they really doubled down on religion being about being prim and proper. So like this Episcopalian, I'm not putting down Episcopalians, um, but this priest I really got along with, Episcopalian priest, worked with at um, a hospital, really liked him. And he was really funny. And he said, you know, like after Henry VIII, a lot of their religion was really based on being prim and proper. Like that's, they're very concerned about this. So he had this joke, it's a joke, um, that uh, this guy goes to heaven. And in heaven, he says, St. Peter says, I'd love to see hell. So St. Peter says, oh, okay. So he takes him to this first room. You can change a joke, but first room. And there's all these um, Mormons being um, uh, boiled in oil. And it's Mormons who drank alcohol. He says, wow, that is, they are really suffering. Then he goes to this um, other room, second room, and um, uh, he sees Catholics who are in internal flame because... They never really loved other people. And then he goes to a third room, and that is the worst room of all. There's people being boiled in oil and eternal flames. And he says, wow, these people must have done the worst of all. What did they do? And St. Peter says, oh, these are Episcopalians who ate the main entree with a dessert fork. Um, 
And he said, you know, like, Episcopalianism, it turned into this religion is about being prim and proper. Um, and so, uh, this sounds kind of strange. It's like the St. Paul thing. Somebody else comes, doesn't really preach the Christ of love. They preach the Christ of being prim and proper. That's what religious is. Uh, or, and you get it still today, even right here, um, where, so, now I'm just rambling, but I do think this is funny because this last weekend on Saturday night, um, somebody was talking to me, so I put on the wrong color um, uh, vestment. And so I do the announcements in the wrong color, you know, no big deal. And as I'm walking back to start the profession, Kathleen, who, Kathy, um, Kathy does this really thing. I think it's hilarious. Like, and you know how she walks? Um, she walks like a farm girl. She walks by me and says, you're in the wrong color. <laughs> I loved, it wasn't a big deal. You know, it wasn't a big deal. But um, like, here's the thing. I have gotten letters because in my former parish, I once a candle wasn't lit. I was in the wrong vestment. Honestly, God, it was like uh, Episcopalian eating the main entree with a dessert fork. The worst possible sin you can imagine. Um, and how does that relate to Thomas More? This sounds kind of strange. So many people sign their lives over and were more concerned about what's prim and proper than what was true. Um, and so, like, on the Feast of St. Thomas More, there's just so much wisdom to learn from him. I hope all of us are a little bit like a lawyer, that we can argue about the minor stuff, but the really important stuff we'll die for. We'll happily die with humor and praying for other people. And I guess with Thomas More, don't let our religion be turned into an exaltation of what's prim and proper and polite. Let us be our religion, be an exaltation of Christ, of dying out of love for others, not prim and proper. That's the center of our faith. Hello, this is Father Len McMillan. I'd like to take a moment to thank you for listening to our podcast. If they've been a blessing to you, I'd also like to invite you to prayerfully discern supporting the podcast financially. Your generosity would help support the ongoing production and distribution of the podcast. If you'd like to make a donation, you can simply click the link in the podcast description. Be sure to tell us your donation is for the podcast in the comment section of the submission form. Again, thank you for your support as we seek to share the good news of the gospel. May God bless you for your generosity.